Next up, BYU Sports Nation. With the strength of schedule decreasing, how confident are you that BYU football will win tomorrow at East Carolina? Dennis Pitta joins us on a Friday. Does he think BYU is capable of winning six in a row? Plus, East Carolina head coach Scotty Montgomery gives us the Pirates' perspective and big deal, no deal. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, live from Studio B, your hosts, Jason Shepard and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live on a Friday, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Today is Friday. October 20th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I am Jason Shepard, teamed up with LeVar Ball's PR manager, Brian Logan. I fired, I, no, I fired him, man. Can I, I mean, last night, the TNT uh, doubleheader, the second game was Clippers and Lakers. I mean, I don't like the Lakers to begin with, but the fact that there was so much LeVar Ball, I mean, I, I just, I mean, I cannot Brett, deal yeah. with. No, that's it. You stop right there. I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> I, cannot. I cannot. That's it. You don't <laughs> got to put no period, no no other grammar, nothing. It just ends right there. I cannot. That's it. There was a, uh, there was a, a poll. Like, it was a, a um, anonymous poll that they did in the NBA, and it was all about Lonzo Ball and some certain questions. One of the questions was about his dad, and do you think his dad – is a genius or a buffoon? And, and, and you know what? Like Overwhelmingly, the NBA players that they talked to, again, anonymous, it was like 89% thought he was a genius. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> they got the opposite. They got, they got the opposite, man. See, look, talk to, listen to a marketer, right? When he is such a buffoon that it, it comes across as, a, as being genius. That's how bad it is. <laughs> so there's a difference. It's so buffoonish, it's, it's gone so, past buffoon. It's, so, it's kind of like Kanye West, right? Where it's like, man, that's so crazy and out of left field that it's great. It's like, you're a genius. <laughs> maybe, maybe he knows something we don't know. But it's not that you are a genius, like all the things that, you, that you're about and, and what you come up with. And it's, it's like, no, man, you're so weird. But it's so different, and that's what makes you a genius. I was I've already that way. I was already in a bad mood anyway because my Chiefs lost on the final play, the the like the third final play of the game last night, <laughs> and then I flip over to the base of the basketball game, and I'm like, I just can't, yeah. I just can't deal with this. Yeah, man, I, I'm I'm with you, man. I mean, you know, Danny's Danny Sorensen is my neighbor, and I'm a I'm a Niners fan, so why don't you hook me up with tickets? I like I actually have two, I have like four connections to the Chiefs through Danny and what. Yeah, like, I, I, I have got to get out to Arrowhead. You just got to come over one day and then, you Maybe know. Maybe I'll come trick-or-treating in your neighborhood. Yeah, you should. Let's do it on his bye week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they've already had. Well, yeah, yeah. It's coming up. I think it's, it's like week nine. And we'll have, like, hey, we're celebrating Halloween with you. I like you the way you think. I like the way. And by the way, can I get an autograph? That yes. probably wouldn't do that. <laughs> Bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football plays East Carolina in Greenville, not Greenville. Greenville, 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 North Carolina tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Countdown to kickoff will be live at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Head coach of East Carolina, Scotty Montgomery, will join us coming up a little bit later on in the program. Fred Warner was nominated to the 2017 Warfel Trophy. 
the Warfield Trophy recognizes community, athletic, and academic achievements. So Congratulations. Shout out to Fred. Yeah, shout out to Fred Warner. Daniel Sorensen, who we were just talking about, had nine tackles and a pass defended for the Kansas City Chiefs in their 31-30 loss to the Oakland Raiders last night. Coming up this weekend, Taysom Hill and the New Orleans Saints will take on Jamal Williams and the Green Bay Packers. Miami Dolphins and John Denny face the New York Jets. Also, Kyle Van Oy and the Patriots host the Atlanta Falcons. Michael Davis and the L.A. Chargers are at home against the Denver Broncos. And they say we don't got guys in the NFL, man. Get out of here. Adrian Women's volleyball swept Pepperdine last night. Ronnie Jones, Perry led the team with 12 kills. The Cougars stay in California to take on LMU on Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern on the WTV. I'm telling you, this women's volleyball team is fantastic. They are on a roll, and they are dominating right now. Speaking of dominating, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Belief, assurance, certainty, all are synonyms for the word confidence. Look, we all know that the Cougars have lost six games in a row. Bowl eligibility is on the line tomorrow in Greenville. The Cougars have struggled on both sides of the ball. The offense, statistically, one of the worst in the nation. Mm -hmm. With all that said, I am not concerned about BYU losing tomorrow. (gasps) Yes, both teams are one and six. (laughs) But look, East Carolina is really Really bad. The Pirates are giving up 50 points per game and 600 yards of offense. If there was ever a team that BYU could quote-unquote get right against, it is the Pirates. Get right against the Pirates. They cannot stop the run, giving up 272 yards rushing. That means feed Ula the ball. Please do that. They give up 328 yards through the air. Horrible. This is an opportunity for Tanner Mangum and the receivers to get on track. Offensively, ECU, one-dimensional. They are good at passing the ball. That's, there's no question about it. But that's really out of necessity. ECU struggled running the ball. BYU still has to take advantage of these opportunities that ECU will present. But I think between the two teams, BYU's talent puts them in a better spot to do that instead of the other way around. BYU, Brian, is not losing tomorrow, which brings us to our Twitter question. How confident are you that BYU will beat East Carolina? First tweet in at England PR. 99% confident with a side of, I'm excited we finally get to watch BYU dominate again. (laughs) Now, wait, is he being sarcastic there? No, he's being serious. I'm I'm taking him at at, uh, face value that he is being serious about that. 100%. He's excited that he will finally be able to watch BYU dominate again, which actually is interesting. Brian, do you know how long it has been since BYU won? I'm not talking about how many games. We all know they've lost six in a row. Do you know how many days it has been since BYU won? That is actually our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU hasn't won a football game in 55 days. That's crazy. Portland State, (laughs) the win on that gorgeous Saturday afternoon was 55 days ago. It's kind of hard to (laughs) hear and, you know, kind of 
take all that in. All right, man. so so all right, I I said BYU is not losing, and I don't know if if I feel like I need to have the blue goggles on when I Put say the blue that. goggles on. But Put BYU them on. is not losing tomorrow. What is your confidence level in the Cougars tomorrow against the Pirates? Are I'm 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 concerned. I'm concerned. concerned. I've been trying to hold us in for eight minutes, man. Look at the clock right now. <laughs> eight minutes. I'm concerned. I just want to let it out. I feel I feel I feel a little bit better now. And I, I you know, I'm not like a hundred, hundred percent concerned. I'm just a little bit concerned. So I think, you know, there's twenty five percent concernness, if that makes sense, that I have. And so seventy five percent not concerned. Yeah, right. So yeah, flip it around. That's that's the Black positive. Math is, is dangerous. <laughs> So, I mean, this is what I'll break it down to. This is what it comes down to. The fact that I am confident that they will win is because of your point, which is the athletic ability, their talent level, you know, matching up in the, in the trenches, all the above. They, they should be able to dominate for that very reason. However, when you look at Boise State, you look at Utah State, where the same type of matchup, talent to talent, was very similar as far as BYU having the edge – BYU still found a way to lose the game. And that, and that's and I, and I say that in a very strategic way to set up my next point, found a way to lose the game, because it, that, that's, that's what happened in both of those games. You have turnovers, not like guys weren't playing hard or effort, anything like that. They just shot themselves in the foot. And so that's where there's a concern. When you are going against the worst everything, <laughs> you can still lose if you – lose the game yourself, right? I mean, you hear those stories and, and sayings of, you know, it being cliche, like, man, the only way we'll lose this game if we, you know, lose it ourselves, yeah, right? We shoot ourselves if we in shoot the ourselves foot. ourselves in the foot, you know, if we don't want to, if we don't want to win, we'll go ahead and lose. But that can happen when you are struggling like BYU, especially offensively. Well, and if, you know, this is not just BYU, but any team, you know, it's, it's difficult to overcome a, a lack of execution, even when you have a talent advantage. You know, yep. most teams are not so far and and above everybody else that they can afford to not execute. No, man. And I yeah. think BYU's in that, and that's what they've talked about. The coaches have talked about it. The players have talked about it. That they're just not ex, uh, executing the the plays the way that they know they can. It's, it's you know, any given Sunday, any yeah. given Saturday, you, that's why these conferences all, have all these shakeups, you know, and you see top teams lose. Because when it comes down to in certain conferences – the talent level, it, there is no drop off. The, 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 you know, you have the the coaching and the experience, and then you have, you know, your the, the depth, right? Some places it's going to be harder to recruit, even though you are in a uh, a Power Five uh, conference. With with BYU, traditionally we don't have top tier athletes like that, and so you have to almost play perfect, and that's and that's why in the past you see us beating Oklahoma's and 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 you know uh, P five schools like that, and and uh, and and. And and when you don't have that, right, when you don't execute and when you don't play at a high level, with, with when you don't have the talent level that to compare it, you get you get your butt whooped. Well, you know, a, a perfect example of that is Utah State. Yes, exactly. BYU is a is a more talented team than Utah State. Yep. 100%. But seven turnovers. Seven turnovers, right? And 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 and, and you got to give credit to Utah State as yes, well, right? Yes. So they so won the game. They, yes, they, won, they won the game. They won the game. So you know, there's some of those turnovers on on BYU. Some of them, you know, forced by by Utah State. But at the end of the day, you you the way that we're thinking about this right now is the same way that you know you, uh, Oklahoma fans were. How the heck did we lose to Brigham? Yeah. What in the world? Because we were, we played perfect and we executed at a high level. 
Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Our Twitter question, how confident are you that BYU will beat East Carolina? Let's head back to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Away Cougs, Portland should be able to beat ECU. So logically, the team that beat Portland should prevail. <laughs> Apply 15% injury premium, and I'm at 85%. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very detailed response yeah, the light, to the Twitter the question. Life math that you were talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, at uh, cot underscore BYU football, uh, 100%, I am 100% hope that they win. Or excuse me, 100% hope for a win, but my confidence is only at like 25% to be honest. Ooh, ooh, yeah. I mean, I hope too, man. You know, I, we all hope and, and want, but again, you got to look at, you know, what's happened previously. Any any team could could lose or win. Look at the game Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Coming up, head coach of East Carolina Pirates, Scotty Montgomery joins us to break down the battle of two one and six teams. But next, the man who Jerem Jordan sees every time he looks in his rearview mirror, Dennis Pitta joins the show. How does CC tomorrow playing out for the Cougars? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. And don't forget, use the hashtag BYUSN. Tune in to Countdown to Kickoff tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. We'll get you ready for BYU at ECU, including live reports from Spencer Linton in Greenville. Nice. I said that right? You did. Greenville. Yeah. I would imagine if you're there and you say Greenville, you would probably get some dirty looks. Yeah, or slapped. Or maybe slapped. I, I would hope that we would not go <laughs> physical violence, but you never know. Uh, our Twitter question today, how confident are you that BYU will beat East Carolina? At our Greenhaw says, confident our boys will play their hearts out. If they do, we easily win this game. Look, I, I said it in the last... <laughs> BYU is not losing this game. They are not losing this game. I'm on record with it. You know, you could you could play your hearts out, but if you don't execute well, then you know, it's like what I said on Saturday. It's like faith and works. Faith without works dead. <laughs> you know who executed <laughs> at a high level all the time? Our next guest, Dennis Petta, joining us now on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline. Dennis, I, I can't help but think of this today. With Spencer and Jerem gone today, today really was your chance to jump up on the co-host depth chart for this show. You know, it is. And one thing I've learned is they'll hand the reins to this show over to about anybody. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Bringing the heat right oh, the man. shot at this thing. Hey, you know what? That's, you know, that, that's, we, me and Jason talked about this as far as head coaches losing and getting kicked out the playoffs and whatnot, season being over. And then just just coming on the, on their post game interview and just destroying the media and having all these negative remarks, kind of like you, man. We call that losers limp. So <laughs> <laughs> I try and turn on the media with every opportunity that I get. <laughs> so Dennis, we're, we're sitting here talking about a six game losing streak for the BYU football team. How, how difficult is that to grasp? Well, I think as a BYU fan, it's difficult to grasp because you're not used to it. When's the last time? I think it was, what, 1968? 68. Was the last time BYU had a a six-game losing streak. So it's just not something this fan base is ever used to going through. And over the last few years, I mean, this is a team that's 
that's won eight, nine, ten games consistently. So a six-game losing skid is, is difficult to swallow. But fortunately, we face ECU this week and the nation's worst defense. So I'm confident <laughs> that'll turn around. <laughs> right. Uh, Dennis, I, I think that this game will show us a lot um, as far as you know, what, what were some of the real challenges of this BYU offense and, and just the team? You know, was it inexperience, you know, lack of ex- execution, or was it, you know, the, the strength of, of schedule? Um, and so, you know, going into this game, if, if BYU does, let's say, you know, lose or... or you know, not continue, losing, cont- Brian. I, okay, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say lose. Continues <laughs> with their struggles. Um, you know, where do you go from here? Do you, it, do you think it's time? Would you say it's time to to, you know, jump off the edge? Or or would you say, okay, now I can finally dive into some deeper issues and see, you know, really where they stem from? Well, first off, if BYU loses the ECU this week, I think it's time to just look forward to the basketball season. We can start talking <laughs> about that every week. <laughs> but number two, like we mentioned, this is the worst defense in college football. So we're going to see what this BYU offense is this week. We're going to see them at their very best because they're not going to face a worse defense than they face this week. So this is going to be the ceiling for this offense. And so we'll see how it all plays out. You know, I expect to put up a bunch of yards and be able to run the ball just by nature of the fact that they can't stop anybody. And so they kind of have an opportunity to set the bar here. Hopefully they set the bar high and uh, and we can enjoy a win here. And and I think personally, you know, I I heard Jason – mentioned it so that I don't think there's any way we lose this game. I think we'll be able to run the ball. We won't have to throw it that much, hopefully, but if we do, we can kind of just, you know, take some play-action shots, do things that are within the scope of, of Tanner's ability right now. Dennis, if BYU were to, say, win five of the next six games, would that be enough positives to end the season on, or is this really bowl game or bust in order to salvage this year? Well, I don't think it's bowl game or bust, but I think I personally would be disappointed if we only won five of the final six. I think we have the potential and the ability to win six of six. Now, being able to do that is another story in the way that they've played and and kind of kept finding ways to lose is something that they'll have to overcome over these final six games because – you lose a lot of confidence when you lose six straight. You lose confidence. You lose your identity. You lose your ability to win games mentally and to figure out how to win games. And so there might be a couple close games on the stretch here. We'll see if this team can figure out you know, a way to win and something they haven't been able to do thus far. Dennis, uh, this, is, this is a question that you, it's probably going to be hard to answer because this is going off of straight speculation. We're not behind the scenes, right? We don't know the, the real ins and the outs and the details. Um, but, but we know playing under Bronco that it didn't matter if you were a first-round draft pick, if you were a five-star recruit. If you weren't doing your job and executing the way he wanted you to, you were benched. And that was there's no questions asked. Um, with, with, with this team here, you know, I, I'm seeing, you know, the same mistakes over and over and over again. I know some of that is inexperience and, um, injuries and things like that. But with, with the back half of this schedule being easy, when do you, as a coach, make that decision to, okay, I'm gonna start benching these guys, or since I've let them, you know, ride it through the the first half, I'm just going to continue to let them, you know, go through the second half. 
Well, it's an interesting question because you're right. There's no way to know. You know, there's no way to really answer that without knowing, you know, what what's being said in meeting rooms, what's being taught. What, there's just so much that goes into that. And you're right. With Bronco, there was a extremely high level of accountability from the walk-on to the five-star recruit. And I don't even know if we had any five-star recruits. No, no, negative. four-star recruit. <laughs> I was a zero-star recruit, so you know I was getting I wasn't getting treated that well. But so. <laughs> The level of accountability, I think, needs to increase. Exactly what you said, Brian, because we've seen, and, and it's most apparent in situations like this, where you see fumbles happening over and over again, and you talk about Ula Tulatau. Did I say that last name right? Yeah, you did. Nice job, man. <laughs> nice. I've been texting in the mirror for the last couple of days. <laughs> so uh, you just it's so frustrating to watch as a fan because it's like, how can this guy continue to fumble and fumble, fumble? At, at some point, he needs to not play. And that's how it's handled on my team currently with the Ravens. You know, if, if somebody has a fumbling problem, boom, you're out of the game and you're not seeing the field again. Right. Until you absolutely have to, maybe through injury or whatever it may be. And there's just a high level of accountability that needs to take place. And I just don't see it with this team right now. Dennis, now that's um, looking from the outside in. We don't really know what's being said. And there might be, you know, more than that being said. Right. But it just doesn't seem that way. Dennis Pitta joining us on the Desert First Credit Union hotline. Now, this is something that gets brought up quite a bit, and it's not just in football. It's any sport. And I've never personally bought into it, but I've also never been in this situation. Dennis, you and Brian can speak to more of this because you guys have been the athletes that have been through this. But after traveling to Mississippi last week, this team has to fly to the Eastern Time Zone. Is that much travel in such a short period of time a big deal at all? Well, first of all, Jason, I'm glad you said that you're not an athlete because <laughs> I think it was important for the viewers to understand that. <laughs> Credibility, man, just shot up way out the roof, man. Good job. That's exactly right. Number two, um, traveling across the country is difficult. Now, and on our team on the Ravens, and I keep saying our team, I'm obviously not part of that team anymore, but I, you know. They're I'm still, still your Ravens, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're still there, man. And so, so I, I've sat in – a ton of meetings where we talk about um, schedules, where we talk about flying from different time zones. We just uh, were a part of a London trip, going from here to London, and that was such a big deal, you know, talking about the logistics of, of sleep and everything that goes on in that. And so everything that, that they say in those meetings is it's more difficult to travel from the West Coast to the East Coast because it shortens the day. And for whatever reason, jet lag is increased because your body can handle a longer day. It, not, it can't necessarily handle a shorter day. So with all that being said, it's going to be difficult for a West Coast team like BYU to travel all the way to the East Coast. How much of a factor that will play in the game, I don't really know. You know, I, I tend to believe that some of that stuff doesn't matter all that much. Maybe it matters, you know, a couple plays here and there, or maybe at the end of a game you're a little, feeling a little bit tired or heavy. But I do think there will be some kind of a factor that's played there, and, and it is more difficult coming out to the East Coast. So uh, based off of – uh, life math that Jason is, has taught me, you know, over the last 25 minutes of this show. Um, what you're saying is you're probably about 99.3% confident now, right? Since that, since that last statement of guys traveling back to the East Coast. <laughs> 99% confident that we're going to win? Yes. Uh-huh. And this kid, well, you've learned a lot from the non-athlete Jason. That's what you're saying. <laughs> 
you know, we don't what, need to keep what, bringing that part up. What I, what I, what I'm, what I'm saying is, I, you know, a lot of, a lot of people and you know, fans and and you know, us analysts, former players, they, they are really confident because of the, the just the talent level, right? Just toe to toe talent, talent. BYU should be fine. But I'm, I'm still, man, I'm just still a little bit nervous and, and weary just because of what I've seen at Utah State and what I've seen at Boise. So I was trying to find a little bit there to get you on my side, on the dark side. <laughs> well, listen, I, all right, unlike, you know, like many fans across the country, probably agree with you, Ryan. I mean, it's a little unnerving. We, this is a team you should beat. This is the worst defense in the country. This is, there's so many things that play into our hands, right? Yep. But for some reason, this team has not found ways to be good at football this year. Whether they have all the talent in the world or whatever it may be, it hasn't looked good. Yeah. And uh, I think you can point fingers at coaching. I think you can point fingers at players. I think you can point fingers at so many different areas. But for whatever reason, it has not come together on the field. And so for that reason, it's hard to be 100% confident in this game. Even though it's ECU, we should beat them. This should be a non-contest. But for whatever reason, I'm kind of with you. It's, it's a little bit unnerving. The Ravens are at the Vikings this weekend. First of all, that's a lot of purple in one stadium. Uh, second of all, are your, are your boys going to get a much-needed victory this weekend? Well, let's hope so. It's a much-needed victory for sure because, like BYU, the Ravens' offense has looked ugly at times during this season. And you look at last game, we lost to a – a one and four Bears team, and did nothing offensively. I mean, it was really a tough game, and so the Ravens are in much need of a win. Now it's going to be difficult to go up to Minnesota and play against that defense with the offense that we currently have. So we'll have our work cut out for us. But hopefully they can pull out a win, and hopefully Bronson Kafusi can get a couple sacks or do something out there and uh, you know help his chances. But we'll see. It's going to be a tough game. You never know. Dennis, great stuff as always. Appreciate the uh, the chat, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, man. All right. Thanks, Jason and Brian. All right. See ya. Right, man. That's Dennis Pitta on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline. Desert First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Our Twitter question today, how confident are you that BYU will beat East Carolina? Let's head back to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Kent underscore in underscore Utah. I love it when they get really specific on the percentages. 66.7%. I think ECU is better than their stats would suggest for some reason. BYU is, so it may not be easy. Oh, for the same reason that BYU is, so it may not be easy. Look, easy, hard. BYU is going to win this game. If it turns out that they win by one, I don't think Cougar fans are going to care one bit. Oh, heck no, man. I don't it is care. all about the W, not the margin of victory at this point. I don't point. care if they win by half a point. I don't care if they have the positive game for some weird reason, come back and play next week, and then win by a half a point. As long as they get the win, man, that's, I'm, that's, all, I, that's all I care about. At CL underscore living, confident enough to watch the game live instead of recording, only if BYU wins. Mm, another loss <laughs> is inconceivable. Going uh, Princess Bride. I like it. Challenging. Coming up, it is a big deal or no deal that BYU men's hoops is picked to finish third in the WCCC. 
That's coming up later in the show. But coming up next, Scotty Montgomery, the head pirate arr, of East Carolina. I don't know. I immediately regret doing that. Nice. No, don't Gives do us that. his opinion don't take on it back. tomorrow's matchup with the Cougars. This is BYU Sports Yeah, keep the swag, bro. Don't take it back. Don't do it. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tecano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. Welcome back, sports friends. Jason Shepard and Brian Logan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere. That's right. Download the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps for live on-demand content. And it is free. Can't go wrong with that. Good content and it's free. You can't beat that. On, on demand. On I demand. want I want I want it now. I know. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU plays East Carolina in Greenville, North Carolina tomorrow. 7 p.m. Eastern time is the kickoff. Countdown to kickoff will be live at 6 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Head coach Scotty Montgomery is going to join the program coming up in just a moment. Fred Warner was nominated for the 2017 Warful um, Trophy. The Warful Trophy recognizes community, athletic, and academic achievement. So good job, Fred. Daniel Sorensen had nine tackles and a pass defended for the Kansas City Chiefs in their 31-30 loss to the Oakland Raiders. Coming up this weekend, Taysom Hill and the New Orleans Saints will take on Jamal Williams and the Green Bay Packers. Also, the Miami Dolphins and John Denny, they'll face the New York Jets. Kyle Van Oy and the New England Patriots host the Atlanta Falcons. And Michael Davis and the Los Angeles Chargers are at home against the Denver Broncos. Come to Brigham and go to the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) Etheringham Women's Volleyball swept Pepperdine last night. Ronnie Jones-Perry led the team with 12 kills. The Cougars stay in California to take on LMU on Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern on the WTV. Maybe uh, BYU football should have stayed back in the East. There's a lot. There's a lot going on tomorrow. I mean, you've got football tomorrow. You've got volleyball tomorrow. You've got soccer tomorrow night. It's uh, oh yeah, man. It's going to be a busy day tomorrow. Uh, Cougars and Pirates, as we've talked about, both in desperate need of a win tomorrow. Something's (laughs) going to give. Between these two, one and six teams, Scotty Montgomery is the head coach of East Carolina, and he joined Jerem Jordan and me earlier this week on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline. Coach Montgomery, uh, the pride of Waco, North Carolina, thanks for joining us here on BYU Sports Nation. Hey, I'm, I'm so glad to be able to talk to you guys and welcome you guys from what I hear to North Carolina for the first time. Yeah, that's that's a, a big thing for BYU football. Never been to either of the Carolinas, so the first matchup is with East Carolina, and this is an intriguing matchup to me. Um, I, I feel a sense of desperation and desire for a win from both teams. What do you think of this matchup Saturday? You know, the first thing I'll say about BYU is they're a very, very good football team. They have played one of the toughest schedules that have been known to man, really, just been having to travel the way that you've had to travel. And, and uh, Coach has done a good job of continuing to rally. He's had some injuries. Uh, but when you look at them on tape, you see some good, talented guys, and they're coached well and coached hard. They play through the echo of the whistle. But as far as we're concerned, yes, we're, we're really, really uh, – we, we need a victory. Uh, our team has also played a tough schedule, and uh, we've had some injuries that we've had to deal with, but neither coach, of course, is going to make any excuses uh, or explanations on why we are where we are. Uh, we just have to go out and play a good football game. Coach, what do you think of your team through seven games? What really stands out to you? 
you know, we got some we got some talented, skilled players. Um, there's no question about it. We need to be a little bit better uh, in, in in our offensive front uh, due to a lot of different things that we had some musical chairs there uh, for for some injury purposes. But we got it. We got to be better there. And then, you know, defensively, we've we've gone through a lot. Um, uh, we we think that we're talented in our defensive front. Uh, we got to. Uh, do a better job of tackling. There's no question on the perimeter and and, and coverage responsibility in our secondary and 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 we we really think that this is a team that can continue to grow and get better now that we're you know now that we are through um, seeing. I think uh, five of the seven teams that we've seen, maybe six of the seven teams that we've seen, uh, have been ranked teams when we played them. Uh, and um, that's a very, very tough start, especially when you're trying to build a program and, and really, uh, you know, have my vision for the program is, is to, to, to grow these young men into productive guys that win every day. Uh, so we're really we're, 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 uh, working hard to get that product that our fans deserve uh, back on the field. Uh, but I love this football club. Uh, it, they just they, they come to work every single day. Uh, you know, it's not one of those teams that by any means looks around and points fingers. One of the closest football teams that, that I've been around. And you have to be close when you start the season the way that we started and everybody's still on the same page and doing things the right way. Let's talk about that schedule for a minute. James Madison, who, if people don't know, won the national championship in FCS, number one team, college game day was there last Saturday at West Virginia. Virginia Tech, you had a lead on them. South Florida, who's ranked, Temple. Uh, Central Florida, they're ranked. Now BYU comes to town. Both teams needing a win to try and stay alive uh, for a bowl game. What's the conversation like with your team right now as you uh, try to win this Saturday and then kind of keep it going in hopes of a bowl game? You know, we're trying to win the day. That's that's what we're telling our kids. If as long as we win every day leading up uh to Saturday, we will be fine. But we have to win uh the day. You know, and that, that means all of our kids need to be at every class. They need to be at treatment uh, you know, twice before nine AM. Uh we need to get them over here and we need coaches need to win the meeting room and, and make sure that uh the, 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 the information that we have, it doesn't matter what we know, it's what we can teach, uh, that we teach it to them in in, in a way that, that that's beneficial. Uh, not only in the classroom, but when they hit the field, and then when we hit the practice field, we got to be locked in. And then after that, we still got to go have a uh, great hydration, great dinner, and then great study hall, and, and, and count this one as a win before we can get to tomorrow. When you look at the matchup of the BYU offense versus the Pirate defense, probably safe to say that uh, that neither side of that equation is happy with the way things have gone so far this year. What do you think? of the Cougar offense versus your defense this weekend? You know, it's hard to really say. You know, we we, we go against so many different looks. Uh, You know, we haven't seen backs at this size. You know, we haven't seen uh, some some skill kids matched with backs this size. You know, looking at number 15 and number three with their speed and quickness on the interior. And then you look at the backfield uh, with with some of the sides that you have in the backfield. Uh, We haven't really seen this combination. Usually we see all speed, right? Uh, we, we, we don't see a sense of, of speed and power. So very hard to say. The one thing that we have to do is we have to be able to get people on the ground, uh, especially big body types that, you know, uh, like 35 and like number five that we, we're, we're just not used to tackling in our league a whole lot. Um, and then, you know, off, uh, defensively, we, all, we also have to, you know, as, as hard as it is to get those guys on the ground, you're trying to get multiple people to the ball. And, and because of, um, you know, Mangum's ability to throw some of those scenes routes on time and timing he uh, 
you know, he can displace our safeties with with us and the fear of us not giving up a big play to to, to those backs. So it's going to be an interesting matchup, but we're we're looking forward to the challenge. We're really really excited to be able to play uh, such a, an esteemed program and and and, and a program this history uh, that reaches back a while, and and we're we're just happy to have a chance to be able to play against a good football team. What's the weirdest part of looking at the defensive numbers right now for your team of allowing 50 a game and, and 600 yards? What's the weirdest part to you about that? Uh, I think the the weirdest part is that you look at 50 and, 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 and you have to realize that the defense didn't give up 50 points. You know, the team gave up 50 points. And that's what's really hard, you know, defensively. The 600 yards, we got to eat every second of that. But, you know, 50 points, you don't get 50 points by the defense just playing bad. You get 50 points by giving up a special teams touchdown. You give up 50 points by throwing a pick six. You give up 50 points by not maintaining the football on third down and giving the offense the chance to score. Uh, we're going to work to try to – we're going to lower that hopefully every single week the rest of the year. Uh, and I, I think that we'll definitely do that. We're going to lower that every single week and, and, and work our – our tails off but that 50 the weirdest thing about that is just knowing that that's not a defensive number that's a team number talking with scotty montgomery head coach of the east carolina pirates your offense probably looking for more consistency but the one thing that that your team has been able to do on the offensive side of the football is throw the football what how would you describe uh, your offensive situation right now you know we're having to we're we're really having to use our quarterback to to create a you know uh, a, a good dose of the run game for us, which that's not something that we necessarily wanted to do coming in. You know, actually at the beginning of the year, you know, with with the guys that we had in camp, we thought that we were going to have a dominant run game, and and that has not has not worked out. You know, we've always been able to throw the football and catch the football. We got some dynamic ta- talent out wide, but to truly win games and to keep 50 points off the board. We've got to run the ball more consistently. That, that's our biggest issue right now. We, we, we're just not running the football as consistent as we need to. Dynamic receivers on the outside, like you mentioned, uh, Grayson, Brown, Williams, Johnson. These are some good players, especially Grayson. I see 26 plays of 25-plus this year. That's quite the number. What's led to so much uh, explosive plays on offense, Coach? You know, I really think that people are, you know, saying that as long as we stop the run with these guys, these explosive plays on on offense won't be enough. Uh, you know, as long as we can continue to get the ball back and we can try to outscore them, uh, that's why we need to be able to, to to maintain possession of the football a little bit better with the run game. But I, I really do think that you know people have spilled their safeties down a lot more on us this year and have stopped us uh, a lot more. But they're also accounting now for a quarterback uh, in the run game, which gives us a chance to get better one-on-one matchups uh, in our passing game. Coach, I heard the other day uh, that you were talking to the uh, the Pirate fan base, and you were you were letting them know, we, we know the type of atmosphere that BYU is going to bring to the stadium. Yep. want to make sure that the fan base comes out and supports your team. Why was that so important for you to get out? You know, the, the, the real reason is, is homecoming. Uh, and I usually I, I always ask our fans to, to come out and support, but it's homecoming. And, and when you start getting to the last opportunities for a lot of our seniors, um, that's what's important to me. This is the last homecoming they'll ever be a part of. Uh, it's, it's also a chance for everybody to come back. And we have not played as well, you know, as we, we, we would have liked to play. You know, I think a lot of people knew that we were going to have some struggles, but not to this, not to this point. And, and, 
the atmosphere at Virginia Tech and, and some of the other atmosphere this year in the game was unreal. And, and we just want to show uh, you guys exactly how we do football here. And it's your first time here. So we, want, we wanted to make sure we greet you guys with a, a great crowd, but also we get behind our school and serve our, our school colors and just have a great game on, on homecoming. You always want to win the homecoming game. And it's, right. as you mentioned, the first trip ever for BYU football to the Carolinas. Coach Montgomery, we appreciate the time and look forward to Saturday's game. Thank you. Have a great day. We appreciate Scotty Montgomery taking a few minutes to join us earlier this week on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline. Desert First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Coming up in the Cougar Whip Around, we'll look ahead to this weekend's NFL action involving former Cougars. But next, we play Big Deal, No Deal. How last night's NFL game pit two longtime friends on the BYU TV staff against each other. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jason Shepard and Brian Logan live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. You can watch our rebroadcast daily weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern time. Don't miss Countdown to kick off tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern. Uncle Dave, Uncle Blaine, Cousin David, and myself will get you ready for BYU and East Carolina. We'll also go live to Dowdy Flickin Stadium with our other cousin, Spencer Linton. A lot of cousins. 6 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV and the app. It's a family affair. It is a family affair. I like that. All right. Uh, Something else I like is big deal, no deal. Big deal. No deal. Big Deal, No Deal, presented by Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together and visit Provo.org. It's definitely a big deal, number one. Big Deal, No Deal, BYU football playing in the Eastern time zone for a second straight week. By the way, everybody say hello to uh, Harrison Collier, by the way. Hi, Harrison. Uh, So, so, uh, Big Deal, No Deal on that one for you. I'm going to say it's a big deal, man, and and simply because of what Dennis Pitt has said and, and just some of the challenges and the struggles. I think I think it could play uh, a, a role, man. I remember going back when playing Florida State and, and Tulane, and it was a little bit sluggish, you know. So it was, it was it was a challenge for sure. As Dennis Pitta so eloquently pointed out, that I am not an athlete. Therefore, I'm not a, <laughs> I'm, I'm, That's right. I've experienced. I, I, like, I still I still I still say no deal. Like I, I, I they charter. It's I I just don't think that if if they lose, which they're not going to lose, they're not. It's not going to be because of the travel. Number two. Big deal, no deal. BYU basketball is in how many days? Countdown to the Delta Devils. 22 days. The countdown nice. of the Delta Devils. That was beautiful. That man. was nice. I think, the, I think it's a big deal, especially with, with BYU football going the way it is. And, again, shout out to Dennis Pitta. You know, if, if things continue, yeah, we got to start talking about basketball looking forward. I think, I think as BYU fans and just how strong we are, we're so hopeful. And, you know, this is just another opportunity to find that hope when your first option, you know, isn't going so well. Well, see, here's my – it's a big deal, but for a different reason. It's not because of anything that, that the BYU football team is or isn't doing – it's a big deal because we're just we're adding more BYU sports to the plate. Like it's great to have BYU basketball back. That's why it's a big deal. Football is life, bro. Number three, <laughs> big deal, no deal. BYU basketball picked to finish third in the WCC preseason poll. I'll take this one first. It, it's no deal. This is where they're always picked. Yeah, I mean, it's second or third. I mean, it's usually behind Gonzaga and St. Mary's. 
So I, I mean, it's it's no it's no deal for me because BYU's used to this. So I agree with you, but I'm gonna go opposite for that same reason though. That's why to me it is a big deal because you are always picked, you know, third. You know, step it up. Let's let's improve. You know, let's let's get to where you know we are. Um, you know, seen as the top dog in the conference, right? I think you know. I think we've all been waiting for it, but you know. Yeah, big deal to me. We just all expect to win in uh, Atkins, Atkins, Spokane. Yeah, and, and to be perfect and never lose a game. That's what I'm just saying. That's for all athletics. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. Big deal, no deal. Number eight women's volleyball is currently on a 12-match win streak with four straight sweeps. Uh, yeah, it's a big deal. This big team deal. is fantastic. They're dominant, and they are on an absolute roll right now. Postseason this is going to be a dangerous yes. team when they get into the postseason. Yes. So, yes, big deal. Big deal. This is the time where you want to peak. This is for any sport, right? Going into the postseason, you want to peak right now and play at your best because that momentum just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling. And teams always say there's something happens at this time or that time where we just click in jail and everything comes together and then we're unstoppable. So, huge deal. Last one, number five. Last one, big deal, no deal. Ben Bagley's Raiders steal a win against Chef's Chiefs. No deal, man. Nobody cares about the stupid Raiders. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a no deal because I don't want to give Ben the satisfaction of knowing how much it hurts me. Uh, it's a big deal, though, uh, that he's not here today to actually, you know, physically rub it in my <laughs> right, face. True that. True. So I don't have to worry about yeah, that. There'd be a chance I might have had to walk out the, the meeting room. <laughs> it's big deal, no deal brought to you by Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Our Twitter question today, how confident are you that BYU will beat East Carolina? Back to the Twitter machine. you got tweets. At Rick Huckvale, there is no doubt BYU will win this week. Enough is enough with the season so far. Hmm. He's with me. Yeah. They're not, they're not yeah. losing this game tomorrow. It is not happening. Uh, at uh, Melman Mark, just as confident that BYU would start selling uh, caffeinated beverages on campus. <laughs> so what, was he confident? So, is he being sarcastic? I think no. I think he's being sarcastic. Like he was sarcastic. so confident. I think he's being sarcastic. Th- that happened. Why not this I think he's kind of more on my side. Coming up, which BYU football player was nominated for a major award? And just how dominant is BYU women's volleyball? That is all coming up next in the Cougar Whip Around. I'm telling you, you've got to get out and see this BYU women's volleyball team. You will not be disappointed, I promise. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guests, Dennis Pitta and East Carolina head coach Scotty Montgomery. If you missed any of today's show, you can always download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Effects. BYU plays East Carolina in Greenville, North Carolina, tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern. Countdown to kickoff will be live at 6 p.m. Eastern. Tune in. Fred Warner was nominated for the 2017 Werfel Trophy. The Werfel Trophy recognizes community, athletic, and academic achievement. Cougars in the NFL. Daniel Sorensen had nine tackles and a pass defended for the Chiefs in their 31-30 loss to the Oakland Raiders. Coming up this weekend, Taysom Hill and the New Orleans Saints take on Jamal Williams and the Green Bay Packers. The Miami Dolphins and John Denny face the New York Jets. And Kyle Van Noy and the Patriots host the Atlanta Falcons. Michael Davis and the Chargers are at home against the Broncos. Volleyball. 
eighth-ranked women's volleyball swept Pepperdine last night in Malibu. Ronnie Jones-Perry led the Cougars with 12 kills. BYU stays in sunny California to take on LMU tomorrow. You can check that out at 3 p.m. Eastern time on the W.TV. Soccer. BYU women's soccer fell to Pepperdine 2-1 last night at home. Maddie Loins Matthews had the Cougars' lone goal. BYU is the first WCC team to score on Pepperdine this season. Uh, the Cougars face off against LMU at Southfield on Saturday. Yeah, tough loss for uh, for the Cougars last night. It's a final home match for BYU tomorrow, so a lot of seniors, I believe nine seniors nice. on the uh, women's soccer team will be playing their final game at Southfield. So uh, that's uh, I'm actually uh, going to be calling that oh, one nice, uh, with, uh, with Paige Hunt Barker. So uh, we'll actually get a, an opportunity to see that uh, coming up tomorrow night. Cool, uh, it's time for our Rise and Shout, brought to you by Dexter and Dexter, helping you need it most. DexterLaw.com. I'm actually going to give our Rise and Shout to the BYU women's volleyball team. Yeah, for sure, man. Eighth ranked, even though they didn't lose between last week's poll and this week's, they did drop a spot from seven to eight. But eighth ranked, 12 matches in a row. Just, yeah. just playing so well. So I think they deserve that hope that yes. we're looking for. Our rising shout, yeah. And as I mentioned, if you haven't seen them, go out and check them out. They are so fun to watch. Our Twitter question today: How confident are you that BYU will beat East Carolina uh, at sixty-six? Uh, Erickson. Very confident. Tanner Mangum is healthier and had one of his best passing games last week. He will air it out against East Carolina, as we've talked about. Hmm. And as Dennis Pitta pointed out, of all the defenses that BYU will face this year, <laughs> this is the worst one. This is an opportunity for BYU to get right, and I absolutely think they're going to do that. It's, good, it's, it's a good measuring stick, man. It's you know traditionally I would say this is a stat game. Go eat, you know, play, get some films. <laughs> NFL scouts, you know, this should be the top three highlights of your of your film. But uh, yeah, at least just uh, get right. Yeah, like, our elite tweet of the day comes from at B Royal Blue Coog. 1,000%. Blue goggles not required. BYU (laughs) by 24-plus points. Wow. I love it. I love it. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. The show is on demand on BYUSN.com. The audio podcast is on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Brian, I'm Jason. Shout out to James Lark. BYU Sports Nation back at it Monday. James. Noon Eastern time. I love you, James.